Welcome to Life in Motion podcast with the best woman trio on the planet. On this podcast, we talk about all things related to navigating the complexities of day-to-day life and how we move with the ebbs and flow of all life brings our way. We started this podcast because life be lifing, whether you're ready for it or not. This episode has two parts. This is part one. We are covering values that contribute a lot to our identity and we also touch on boundaries. We are talking about becoming, the process of becoming and growing strong in your identity and your values. The first thing is, what values do you identify, like, do you identify with? What are, I want you guys to name five of your strong values each, Mm -hmm. like your strongest value, or let's make it three, because five is a big number. Mm. Let's make it three of your strong values. Honesty, integrity being um, honest and not necessarily just not telling a lie but being honest about who you are just being honest just be an honest and genuine person just be just be kind kind isn't necessarily the word I would use but that's the that's the closest word I could think about uh, related to what's in my head right now but just be just be kind be relational Um, we're all trying to figure out and make sense of life and just be be kind. My values basically are linked to what I want to stand for, right? So that's hard work. Um, and also just being true to myself. I think that's that's my biggest value. Like I, I don't want to be doing things that I'm not really that are not coming from the heart or that I'm, that is not genuinely me. So I try to be true to myself so before like I used to be so so much of a people pleaser and uh, as long as I'm not harming others and as long as God is happy that's that's who yeah that's what I would say my values are those are a lot of good values hence why I respect and love you all so much and look up to both of you so much as well but yeah okay my three values um Okay, let me just give a disclaimer. I'm the corniest person in, out of all three of us. <laughs> so I will say a lot of corny things and that's okay. Okay, so now my values. <laughs> For I think my, my top three values, similar to Nisha, is integrity. Um, yeah, just integrity and honesty. It means mm-hmm. so much to me and it makes life so much easier. And openness those three things sort of tie in together for me integrity honesty openness just be honest about who you are then be authentic be genuine those are things that those that's another thing that really means a lot to me and what would I say the third thing is just be kind and do your best be kind and do it's free and do your best this the situations I get it sometimes you can't be kind sometimes you got to give a bit of tough love Mm -hmm. or speak your mind a little bit great but to your core will it kill you to be kind (laughs) be kind kindness means a lot to me I know there's a lot of say how it is sometimes and but yeah 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 I believe it's not always the case you can say things how it is you can be as brutally honest as you need to be sometimes in a kind and loving way. Yeah. This whole say it as it is culture and just 
spill it out as it is if it's necessary if it's necessary if it's not necessary please just do it in a way that doesn't hurt somebody's feelings mm-hmm. so I'll say those are like three top values I have so much so many more but I'll say those are the three top ones integrity for sure and authenticity mm-hmm. I don't like people that are not authentic if you mm-hmm. say this is who you are please show me who that person is don't give me words words don't mean anything Uh, don't sit here and complain about this from morning to evening or uh, complain about someone from morning to evening and meet them with open arms address it do something uh, about it if you uh, say you're mean or you're a horrible person I believe you let me see that side too like let your actions and your words match you uh, know be authentic so another question that I had was what values do you identify as that you think has built your character and personality the most or what things do you maybe not use the word values but what's the thing that you aspire to be or want to be or means a lot to you and you feel like has shaped your personality and your character a lot Mm. or yeah or you've used along the lines to build your character a lot I feel like this question is very out there am I making sense yeah me it's always kind of identifying certain things in women that I admire and not trying to become them or trying to be a a replication of who they are but really just looking and be like oh I admire that she's not afraid to speak up or stand for herself or oh I admire um, how this person has really built their relationship with God or I admire how this person um, treats their family or treats their friends, but um, being able to identify women that I can look up to, uh, I think that has really shaped a lot of a lot of who I am and a lot of a lot of my life. Uh, not that I'm trying to be them, but sometimes it's just people who've walked the road that you're trying to walk um, can give you a lot of advice and can give you a lot of wisdom. And there's no two ways, and so of course it's not going to look the exact same. But um, it does help to kind of be able to say, hey, how did you do this? Or how were you able to get over this kind of situation? Um, So yeah, I think my life has been shaped and who I've decided that I want to become is a mix of women that I admire and watching their lives and the results that their actions have produced in their own lives, but also um, what has God said? What has God said? What does he want me to do in this earth? And uh, bringing, I guess, those two things together. And of course, my own desires. So those three, three things together, I would say, has, um, yeah, where I become, that's where it comes from. my dreams and my visions have made me become a certain woman, what God is requiring me to be. There's a, a version of you that is required. things, And it's like each, each day I'm learning, I'm learning how to be more patient with people. I'm learning how to be more, um, more focused, like I was saying, uh, just a lot more just uh, hardworking and understanding that life is short. You know, there's this, um, I think it's Tony Braxton's sister who passed away recently. She was only 50. Mm. You know, life is really short. 
and then you think that you were really put here on this earth for a reason mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. those things that those reasons are the drive it's a tough question actually come to think of it but for me I think the things that have built my character my personality so far I think number one would be my experiences they have contributed so much because there's so many things I've learned the hard way and when you learn things the hard way you learn baby you learn uh. <laughs> so I think experiences the things that I've learned and picked up along the way mm-hmm. have built my personality my character a lot also the question of what is my purpose on this earth why has God placed me here is Mm. another thing that drives me as well and has also um, shapes my character um, a lot a lot a lot Um, yeah those things and I think similar to Nisha as well watching women that I know that I value and and um, I hold high I look up to watching how they've done things how they've lived their lives and things have inspired me a lot yeah so added a lot to my character and my personality i i always think of a legacy the type of legacy that i'm leaving on this earth because at the end of the day we are really it's a harsh truth but we are all going to leave this earth one day right and i don't know when that day is going to be so it's like i feel like life is short you know like how the bible says like our lives are like a vapor so sometimes i i I have um, at the forefront of my mind, I'm always like, I need to be doing things that I know that God has placed me on this earth for. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever that God has given me, I want to maximize that. So those things require um, resilience, persistence. So these are things that are shaping, these are values that are, are, are these are qualities that are within me. And in terms of the honesty and integrity i mean if you're if you're for example i mean the business world right so you can't you have to have those you know how the bible also says like the, a good name is better than silver so you're, you're trying to build again back to legacy you're trying to build uh, an, a good name you know that's going to outlive you so so those um yeah, so things I've people I've seen, and also like you, Nisha, there's people who I look up to, role models, and I see how they um, handle themselves, and um, I I emulate them. Let me just put it that way. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. I think having good women um, women role models in your life, good having good men role model in your life is important. But I'm speaking from a point of having good female role models I feel like so much of my life and so much of who I am has come from that having good female role models and watching them live life and pickings from them yeah it's what has also contributed a lot to my my character I feel like Mm. we live in, in a world where especially back in the day when I was growing up women were at a huge disadvantage and I'm sure when you go back to the line, it gets worse and worse and worse. And seeing how these women have risen above and society's expectations and things and have built themselves into the strong women that they are, for me, that's so inspiring. It's not mm-hmm. exactly like I wouldn't say I copy it or, you know, 
yeah. but I value those things that I've seen in them and I think it like you said Kit it has poured a lot into me and who mm-hmm. I have become mm-hmm. yeah I think like we're all so interconnected it's difficult to tease apart like if I think about who I am and I think about some of the some of the things that I do and some of the, some of the things that I believe I can trace it back to a relationship and going beyond like the role model just a relationship I've decided that I'm going to have stronger boundaries because of relationships that that um, abused the liberties that I've allowed them to have. Like I could trace the fact that I want to be in a certain type of like romantic relationship because of horrible past experiences with people that I was in relationship with or because of beautiful relationships that I've seen. I can say that I want to be able to achieve this and do this because of like the examples that I've seen of people who've been able to achieve things that people were like, what, what you want to do with your life? Like, that's crazy. So where's everything is just, we're all just interconnected. And um, I could just trace a lot of who I am back to a relationship or a person, whether that thing was good or bad is debatable, but I can always trace some kind of decision about who I am back to. Okay, this experience <laughs> has taught me this. This experience has taught me that. And I'm not going back there. Or I want to do something different. And I feel like experience is, is a in your character. Like I said, I think because uh, you see it for yourself, your one-to-one, the reality of it. How can you not learn when it's right yeah. there staring at you? Uh, you know? So yeah, uh, definitely. You've just brought up something that's very important, Nisha, boundaries. Mm-hmm. How do we all feel about boundaries? Hey, let me just say me, I have learned the hard way. Yeah. I feel like I've always had boundaries, but how strong was I in them? Maybe not too much. Mm-hmm. Or how, my, how many times I maybe let my boundaries down just because, you know? Yeah, but I feel like boundaries is very, very, very important, and it's something that's there to protect you. If you're going to talk about your personal values, you're going to talk about things that are making you who you want to become, the truest version of yourself. You cannot do that without boundaries. Even building confidence, you Mm -hmm. can't build confidence to a level without boundaries. For example, you have a group of people that always tear you down and bring, tear down, maybe tear you down, make you feel insecure. Maybe they always come at your physicals or your achievements or something. Bad, bad, toxic energy. Mm-hmm. It could be family members. It could be friendships. It could be relationships. Mm-hmm. But you're somebody that's trying to be secure, be confident in who you are. When you are around that energy and when you keep putting yourself in those situations, Please tell me how you're supposed to build that confidence. Or even if you have built that confidence, you're not made of steel. Yeah. Sometimes things can still break through and get you down. And when it comes from people you love, it's even more painful and it's more damaging. So for if you say you want to be someone that's strong in your identity, strong in your values, you want to become the truest version of yourself, you have to have boundaries. You mm-hmm. have to set boundaries to protect yourself, to, to protect your personal values. And to, sometimes it's even important to have those boundaries because the thing that you envision, like Charlotte said, your legacy, the tunnel vision that you have, that place that you want to be, 
you're not going to get there without having those boundaries in place. Mm-hmm. So let's touch on boundaries. I want you all to give me, again, three of your strongest boundaries that you have in place and why you have them in place. So for me, it's, um, I think of like work, I never ever mix, like when I go to work, I'm not going to work to make, to be friends, you know? Uh, so my boundaries, they, they, they don't really know much about my personal life. And I'm yeah. like delving much in their personal life as well. Um, but then I think some people, I don't know if that's healthy though, because at the end of the day, it's like, these are people you also spend a long time with, you know, like, like now, like in one location, I work maybe in total per week, let me just say 20 hours a week. So I'm spending 20 hours with them, but then it's like, but it's just my boundaries. Cause sometimes I feel like if people get into your space and know your personal too much, your personal life, then that's going to just interfere with um, just, there's going to be a lot of talk and a lot of things. I don't know if that is healthy. Correct me guys. Let me tell you 100%. That's a strong boundary of mine. I think you and I have had this conversation before. I do not go to work to make friends, honey. You stay there. You work. I work. We say Mm -hmm. hi. We're kind. I'll be kind to you. Yeah. I'm I'm here to work and go home. I'm not, you're not my friend. I'm not here to make friends with you. It's a strong boundary of mine as well. And yeah, I get that. Maybe you spend a lot of time with them, but when you hear a lot about like issues that go on in people's workplaces and the drama that stares up, Half of it comes from people thinking their colleagues are their friends. Yeah. Your colleagues are not your friends. I don't see why my colleagues should be my friend. However, that being said, you get one or two outliers. There's always one or two people that you're like, this is a solid person. This is a genuine person. This person has my back inside of work and out. This is my friend. You get that one or two outliers. But I Mm -hmm. do not go into work with the mindset of going to make friends. We're here to work. We can we can even go for we can sit down for lunch together. We're still at work. I will keep it very much work related because the way some people be carrying chest and begin comfortable and disrespecting their colleagues Uh, and driving their personal life into it like, honey, oh, no, baby, that's not going to be me. uh, Yeah. So that's a personal boundary of mine. And I don't think it's wrong in any way. It's just what you that's just your preference. And sometimes. Half of the time, when we set these boundaries, we've experienced it. Mm. We've been through the experience that has made us been like, uh-uh, this next time, this is how I'm going to do this. And that's that. Mm-hmm. So no, you shouldn't feel bad in the slightest. It's there to protect you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then again, in the UK, there's this gossip culture. Mm. And, you know, the office gossip thing. And it's like, oh, Lord, can we be? be productive and not gossip about your colleague and the, the the sad part though is if you don't take a take part in the gossip you probably are the topic of conversation yeah yeah and even if you take part at some point you'll be the topic of conversation anyway so you you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't but we have that kind of culture here to that gossip culture and the bahamas is very very small and I think you probably heard me say that before. The Bahamas is small, Nassau is small, and everybody knows somebody. So everybody is all up in everybody else's business. 
so that gossip culture is strong here too. So I, I, I completely, yeah, I get it. Another boundary that I think I have as well is, um, oh God, have I forgotten? Don't forget. What was I going to say? <laughs> Wait, let me, let me, let me well, calibrate. Let me, yeah, yeah, you do that. <laughs> yeah. I would say a strong boundary of mine is that nothing is worth my teeth. And when I say nothing, I mean nothing, no job, no person, no role, nothing is worth my peace. And I, that boundary came about, that was always kind of a boundary, but it was, it became an intentional and strong boundary that I make no compromises about. Maybe last year, um, just because a lot of things has gone on last year, a lot. And you know, sometimes when a lot is going on, you start to feel overwhelmed and you could kind of drive yourself into a breakdown if you're not careful. And when you're overwhelmed, the only thing people could say to you is, and not that this is bad, I believe in the power of prayer, but I'm praying for you, or yeah, here's a book, let me let you read the book, or you know what I mean? And they mean, yeah. well, it's not even a bad thing. I welcome the prayer. I love prayer, and I believe that prayer helps. But a lot of times it's because you're trying to meet their expectations. <laughs> and at the end of the day, they can't do anything to pull you out of that place of feeling overwhelmed. And so I'm like, okay, Dwanisha, your peace is your priority. Nobody else's priority. It's your priority. So definitely my peace, anything that disrupts my peace has got to go. I don't mm. care what it is. It's gone. Mm. What Nisha just said, I would say is also a top boundary of mine in terms of the peace and anything that affects me and my peace of mind is a no go. Uh. Let me tell you. I am notorious for blocking people for life. Uh. <laughs> I am notorious for blocking uh. you for life. Mm-hmm. And nobody is exempt, not mm-hmm. even family members. That's how seriously I take my peace of mind. If, because me, I find I'm a very sensitive person. So I need to be very careful what I let into my space my personal space, my boundary, who has access to me. Mm-hmm. Because you will make me depressed and you'll be sitting at home eating rice and chicken. Exactly. And I, I will be crying in my bed and crying myself to sleep because you have stressed me out. Mm-hmm. And no, I am so sorry, but no, I'm not going to let you do that. Because you know what? It's a form of self-betrayal. Yeah, you're betraying yourself. And when you let it carry on, you are worse than the people that are driving you to the dirt. Mm -hmm. Because when you betray your own self, that carries 10 packs of that punch that somebody just punched on you. So, yes, I am notorious because I want to protect my peace of mind. Listen, I will try. I will try and I will block. And it's for life. You stay in your lane unless you can take accountability, you can hold a proper conversation with me. And I'm not just saying chit-chatting. That conversation has to produce something. It has to have, we have to have an effective form of communication that's going somewhere. I am blocking you to protect my peace of mind. You are not going to stress me today. It's not because of you that my skin is going to age before it's time. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And back to what you said also about the um, gossip, the work gossip and things. And um, another thing, similar to everything we're saying, it all kind of ties in together. But it's it's more like um, even gossip culture. Me, I don't know what I'm having for dinner. I'm thinking about, I'm trying to get through the shift, go home and have dinner. And when people offload on you, when they offload, even if you're not talking about someone else and it's about your life, I beg you, please, I'm not in the headspace to take it on today. Please, I'm not. So I'm not going to engage. So if people that love to just offload on you, even if it's not about gossip, even within the workplace, maybe it's not about gossip. Maybe it's something you're going through at home. I cannot work and take on that load at the same time. That's yeah. why I'm not going to make you comfortable enough to even then offload that load onto me. I don't want it. It's too mm. heavy for me to carry. I haven't yeah. been carrying my own. Mm. So, yeah, those are two strong boundaries. Having boundaries at the workplace, protecting your peace of mind. I think those are strong boundaries for me as well. So I'm right there with you, ladies. Mm-hmm. Mm. I was going to say, like, you are your greatest advocate, right? whether it's for peace, whether it's for your sanity sometimes, because some people will be coming, <laughs> coming for your sanity. And yeah. it's like, you have to be the Ooh, one. She went there. You, got, you had to go there. Why are you so loud, kid? <laughs> yeah, but honestly, um, yeah, because some people, they just don't even respect themselves enough to even practice boundaries in the first place. So they yeah. don't understand don't call me by video call without telling me like you need to (laughs) sorry but that thing is icky it's especially when it comes from men it's icky Mm -hmm. sorry Sorry. carry on you triggered me Ah. yeah (laughs) don't call me anytime at things i'm doing and I, i need to find out if i have the time and the head to be in the headspace to even talk about the things you would likely talk about and all yeah. those things you Barbara, when you talk about um when people just offload like wait wait a minute wait a minute like wait <laughs> a minute <laughs> let's no yeah, but I, you know even within us we're all such strong friends like we have a good friendship you guys are the people I would come to if I was going through something I think it's very important to have support systems that sometimes hold you accountable as well I don't want to be like I self-reflected I know everything no I don't yeah. but sometimes the people around me know me even more sometimes it's I okay. need kids to pick up the phone and hear me out and say sis was I wrong or was I right like sis do I need to be like girl no or girl yes mm. and I want to tell Kit I want to call her and talk to her but the first mm-hmm. thing I'm going to text her and say is can you talk or are you in the right headspace to talk it's we need to get into that habit. Mm. We mm. need, and if you're someone that feels exhausted, depleted after you've been talking to some people, set that boundary for yourself. It will be good for your skin and your mm. blood pressure and your blood sugar. It's just good for you. Spiritually, mm. mentally, physically, it's good for you. Yeah. Maybe learn how to tell people, listen, I love listening to you. I love that you feel like I'm, I'm so good for you that you can call me and I can be there for you. I love that you feel that way about me. But sometimes it's very difficult for me. It's exhausting. So can you please ask me before? Mm -hmm. And if they love you, 
and they care about you and they're not just using you as a dumpster to pour their issues on they will understand yeah put that boundary there for yourself it's there to protect you Mm. I do it with Kit we've had this conversation a million times over I will ask you are you in the right place to hear me out I'm going through something can you can I talk to you I will ask you if you say girl today I'm tired or today's not the day okay when you're ready you will hear me out because mm-hmm. honestly mm. some after some conversations mm. trained yeah someone has just poured a lot on you yeah mm. yeah mm. or you're going through your own stuff and then someone else comes and you pick up the phone and they just start to offload their stuff so now you carry in your own stuff that you haven't mm. even had the time to sort through yet and now you're carrying their stuff it does become a lot but yeah I think that's a good boundary I don't think I have that boundary <laughs> But I actually think that's a great, great, great boundary because sometimes I do come off the phone like I'm going through my own stuff today. <laughs> I can barely encourage myself. I don't know if I have, I don't know if I have it in me right now to really take on this other situation as well. I feel like sometimes we all struggle with a bit of codependency. And I think of, I think when you think of being codependent, you think, oh, maybe you relying on someone too much or you not being able to do with someone. But mm-hmm. sometimes codependency, like, you know, when some people is like, oh, um, I rely on this person too much or I'm always there for this person. That's codependency, codependency can also look like, you know, when someone you love is going through something. Mm-hmm. Say maybe you have a family member, a friend who's an alcoholic or is in an abusive relationship. What codependency can also then look like is you always trying to problem solve for them, them calling you. And because you love them so much, you know, they're not going to do anything at the end of that conversation or the the 50th conversation you had before that nothing has been done for you always being that access to them. They talk to you, they offload a bit. They'll be like, oh, when I talk to you, I feel so much better. Guess what the next day is the same the same ball game they will pour it again they will pour that drink again they will smoke that spliff again and I'm talking about addiction Mm -hmm. and they will go back to that abusive relationship and what you're doing every time is you're going they're there they're there feel better and they feel like they feel better in that moment and they Mm -hmm. go again and you probably would think they are the codependent one, but you are codependent because you love them so much and you want to protect them so much. You're always there supporting their bad behavior sometimes. What yeah. you need to do in situations like that is set that boundary. Be like, listen, I've said this a million times. You're not doing anything about it. You coming here to offload on me every day. It's upsetting because when you hear people you love going through things, it's painful for you too. Uh, so yeah maybe you talk to them they go you rub their wounds a bit they feel better they go they feel better they repeat the same thing and you're there feeling feeling depleted mm -hmm. for someone that you love is going and sometimes you can't do anything but give them that tough love and be like listen don't call my phone again till you sort yourself out when you you sort yourself out and you're ready to call me pick up that phone and call me and I will be here for you and I will pour as much love as into you as I possibly can so it's these sort of boundaries of like putting things in place on how much you are willing for people to offload on you is super, super important. Yeah. And sometimes people need that tough love as well to get themselves sorted out. People know the solution. They just want to offload 
like you were saying, like you're now a trash can where people just off- offload things on you. It's like, no, you know the solution to that problem, but you just want to vent. I like the saying that somebody says, like, if you tell one person, so if you tell three people your problem, by the time you get to the fourth person, you're really looking for attention, really. You're not looking for the solution. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I honestly feel like sometimes, I, and also there's another quote that says, um, you should help women belong to themselves. So that mm-hmm. means that they should be, don't just entertain your friends venting to you, help them to to make their decisions, to think and to really come up with solutions rather than complaining over the same thing over and over again. It's like, you come to me with this thing, like five years later, we're still talking about this thing. Like you're still talking about this guy you just don't like so much. Girl, you know what you need to be doing. Like, you know, you need to be leaving this man, but it's like, you just want to vent. So absolutely. I think that that's also part of self-care, right? Like if you, if you filter the trash that people are telling you and all these things and people venting to you, that means you're not, you're, you're not taking in a lot of this. Um, how can I say it's negative like, energy. Exactly. Thank you. Negative energy. Can I just say something? I feel like when you're younger, in your teens, it's very common to complain about the same thing every single day and not do much. At that time, you're not well-equipped. You're not grown enough. I get it. But after 25, when they say your brain has fully developed, you're grown. And another thing I wanted to add is when we do these things, we think we're helping these people. You're not. You are not. You're actually doing them a disservice. Because yeah. they need to learn. Sometimes people need to learn the lessons for their own self. If I'm there doing hash hash baby, there you are. <laughs> How are you going to learn the lesson for yourself? Sometimes people need to experience these things for them. You're standing in somebody, the way of someone learning something. Yeah. Yeah. And talking about it is always easier than doing something. So like the people who yeah. always want to talk about what the issue is, instead of actually doing something to help themselves, They really just want to hear themselves talk. And it does feel good to talk about the issue, right? Because people do talk therapy because they need to talk about their issues and they need to deal with them. And it helps them to get it off their chest and it relieves relieves some of the emotional burden. But there's a professional that's skilled and trained to carry that. I'm not that professional. I'm not skilled and trained to carry it all of the time. And also they're being paid to carry that they're being paid to sometimes hear the same thing over and over and over and over again and um i think just you have to get to a point where it's like okay i'm gonna make the decision to do better i'm gonna make the decision to be better and it can't just be talking i think last week or in one of the episodes anyway we talked about the fact that the journey of being different or doing something different is a lot of work it's it's hard work. It's hard work. It's messy work sometimes. It's difficult sometimes, but you have to do it. And when you do it, you're better for it. But a lot of people don't want to do, don't want to journey through that difficulty. Don't want to journey through that mess. When I have to look at my stuff and I go, oh crap, okay, I need to, I need to work on that. Oh, okay. This is a place of trauma. Oh, this is this. Oh, this is that. It's, it's a, it's a hard journey. It's a hard journey and you just have to decide to do it. But even with the codependency thing, if you're just being the solution to people's problems all the time, um, they're not going to see it necessary for them to 
be their own solution or find the solution for themselves. Yeah, because they know they always have, oh, I'm just going to call Barbara because Barbara's going to make me 100%. 100 percent. this is so so true and trust me i've been in a lot of situations like that a lot Mm -hmm. you have to draw the line baby give them that tough love Mm because they're not going to learn you are actually doing them a disservice yeah you're not allowing them to learn and grow and figure things out for themselves but how do you deal with the backlash though because if you tell them (laughs) that they'll be like don't you, don't you don't deal with it <laughs> the backlash will come with yeah. by fire by force <laughs> it will carry muscles and be coming but listen you know what me when i make up my mind and i know this thing you see the vision they don't deal with it they are not there when this person is offloading on you yeah. they don't feel the things that you feel Okay, they're not there when you're taking the disrespect. One thing I get very protective over, if I have set something in place to protect me, my peace of mind, because when people are dragging, when things are happening and it's dragging me into depression, I'm crying myself to sleep. Where are you then? I've put this boundary in place to protect me. It's my life, my peace of mind. Some people are not going to understand it. Some people... We, especially in Ghanaian culture, we have something called Daimaninka. Like, oh, just leave it. It's okay. Your family. Oh, just leave it. That's mm-hmm. your friend. No, that person is trying to kill me. And I will block them today. You're not going through that pain. I'm feeling my pain. So if I say, me, one thing, if I say something drains my energy, or I find this too much, and I put that boundary in place, and you backlash at that point in time we have a problem because you're attacking my life I'm sorry it sounds so dramatic but I know the places where these things I know the dark places where these things drag me to and sometimes it's little things that chip away at you it's not one thing it's all the many different things it might not even be something that big and dramatic Mm -hmm. but they chip away and they lead you there I don't want to be in that dark place and if you don't understand it then that's your problem that's a you problem not me you have to know what you have to know what you could what you could handle. You have to know what's good for you. You have to know what boundary line needs to be drawn. And I mean, and how do you deal with it? Don't my my friends of my friends are like Nisha. You detach way too easily. You detached so easy for people. And I'm like sometimes, sometimes the line just yes. Yeah, sometimes it's necessary. Sometimes the hard line just needs to be drawn. And it's not even about the person all the time it's just about me this is what I know that I can handle and this is what I know drives me into a place that I don't want to be it's not it's not conducive to who I'm becoming and who I want to become and so it has to go if it's not gonna if it's not gonna push me further into the place that I need to be if it's not gonna push me further into purpose then what are we doing then what are we doing if it's not helping me? And I'm not talking about a selfish thing where it's all about, you know, me, 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 you got to help me. And I don't want to pour into nobody and or help anybody. It's not even about that. It's just about how much energy is this taking away from me? And is this sapping so much of my energy that I can't even do the thing that I was put on the earth to do? And if it gets to that point, then it's too much. And I feel Uh, like when you do set these boundaries and you get these backlash, 
approach it in a kind and make it me I'll approach it in the beginning I'll be kind loving yeah. I'll express myself or even if you ask for an explanation I will explain to you even if it's someone I'm cutting off I'll let you know why I'm cutting you off the way you receive that you better you have to tread lightly when yeah. I hit my breaking point I am done Nisha I know you're saying you detach easily but you also probably give so many chances yeah yeah and that's me i give one way too many chances back to the talking therapy i get why people do that right because nisha you just explained but then like we're saying it's not the healthiest thing to the recipient right Mm -hmm.